All right, guys, welcome back to Surviving Hollywood Podcast. Oh, my goodness, we're here. We're hanging out with you guys. We're being real. We're, we're, we're dude, we're kicking ass and taking names, right, guys? Who's the guest this week, Johnny? Nobody. Nobody. Because you know what? Right now, we live in a time, we're living in a time that's, like, crazy. LA's, LA's on fire. The world is on fire, you know, especially all over with the protests uh, racism, police brutality, all the things that are happening in this world right now, uh, I think are taking precedence over Hollywood for a good reason. And You're I actually saying- think it's great because it's, it's starting conversations. We're, we're having conversations about these things. And what? it's important because we don't have this conversation enough. I think what Johnny's trying to say is that we got stiffed. Our guest didn't show up. And we had a conversation about a slice of life and what's happening in Los Angeles and what's sort of going on in our acting careers. It's not auditions. There's none, but other just more uh, business side stuff. So this is what, by the way, my name is Aaron Arnold. That was Austin Arnold. Johnny didn't (laughs) let us give our intros, but uh, Johnny didn't give his own. Yeah. He said, my name is Johnny. And then he got into it, you know, I was Uh, so into it, man. (laughs) Anyway, here's the, here's the cool thing about this episode. We're waiting for First of all, when you listen and watch this episode, there might be some cuts because if we have to cut out certain things, it's because for the first half of this episode, we didn't know that we would release this as an episode about the state of the protests in Los Angeles and Hollywood today. So the first half is just going to be us, you know, shooting the shit about the protests and Black Lives Matter. And then in the middle section, we start realizing this guest isn't going to show up. There must've been some confusion, no big deal. But then we have like a whole 10 minute conversation. Should we keep going? Should we release the first part? So the bottom line is there are going to be probably a few things cut out because we don't want to dox anybody. Um, But besides that, slice of life, talking about the protests, BLM, it's going to be a great episode. Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood. takes on the movement obviously we got to get you know the obligatory what a tragedy out of the way which is the truth but does anybody have any like hot takes i mean i think it's a take or just a discussion would be they they've they've charged i i don't know they, they've charged the other cops like they're now charged as well and the protests are still going on you know how when's that end i don't know like I don't know if it's a hot take though, but it's because <laughs> it's but it's also because the the other people that died still haven't gotten any kind of justice. Like Brianna oh, oh. Brianna Taylor. Oh really? Oh, nobody's been arrested for that. Um, okay. All right. Okay. Here's a, you can, here's a you can educate me on that, Johnny. What should educate. what should we do? Everybody's supporting the protesters. I've never seen you know Fox News pundits. Just seems like everybody across the board is supporting the protesters and the fact that this man got killed tragically. But there is some question as to should the cops and military stop people from looting and uh destructing property like that could be a good discussion should they stop them well some people are saying you know when you send the military um to against civilians that's something obviously that's authoritative something nobody wants to do 
I don't know if you're familiar with the Kent State shooting from the 70s where the military shot four students. But the military hasn't engaged anybody. Like, as far as any videos I've seen, I haven't seen, like, the military beating people. Well, exactly. You know I what think, I mean? I, They've been I, uh, all pretty chill. I mean, if you think about it, like, the National Guard, it's really just a bunch of reserves. Like, these people are probably teachers. They're probably, like, you know – part-time lawyers or something like they're all just like they're all our high school buddies growing exactly up. yeah it's just like they they're like dude i don't i'm not really dude I'll but, do but there are videos time. of police being very physical right police but not military though yeah and there's like videos of looters which you know those don't represent the whole movement on the police side or the protester side but it just seems to me like you know some people are saying don't stop people from doing graffiti and looting because that's going to like escalate the situation or it's going to be bad or something it's like you don't stop I, that shit i haven't heard anybody say that really i, I just said it oh you're <laughs> saying that oh. oh okay i mean uh go ahead i think in, in i don't know if you guys have seen payment benz's recent instagrams or tweets he's very um he, he feels very passionately about nobody should be even talking about stop looting, stop uh, destroying buildings. Yeah, because, exactly. Be, because um, it's so, in, nobody during other, you know, it's so insignificant compared to the racism. It's and, like it's like saying all lives matter basically is what a lot like, dude, if you even bring that up, you're like messing with the message of the issue. So it's like, again, it's like the, if you don't fit, if you don't uh, signal the exact playbook of what you're supposed to signal, people get like mad at you. But, but I, and I feel like it's, if Payman Benz had a, had a shop that was getting looted and stuff, then he would care. It's like, if you, if this is your home that you're now out of a home or out of a shop, it's like that, that they, those people can definitely care. Well, I think, I think that like, I mean, I get what he's saying and, and yeah, obviously the, the whole reason why people are protesting is the part that matters. Like the looting isn't significant compared to the greater cause of what it is. I think, I think people do have to still talk about it because they also have to inform people to make sure that others know that it's not BLM that's necessarily the ones that are doing the looting. You know what I mean? It's other people which are detracting from the cause. So I think you still have to talk. We should still talk about it because if we don't talk about it, people just assume that it's just protesters that are looting. You sh we should still talk about who is that football player, John, who came out and said, I don't like the kneeling or whatever. Just recently. Uh, Drew, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. It's like, you know, some people want to get him fired or whatever. I don't think that's the answer. Listen, I, I think like what LeBron initially tweeted out, like, you know, the reason that, uh, uh, what's his name? Kneeled. Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick kneeled was because they showed the picture of the cop kneeling on the guy's neck. Um, now, Drew Brees still, you know, is a little bit con confused with the issue, but the answer isn't to like fire him and silence him. Let's get the discussion going. Well, hey, you know, let's not like push the racists down so they can't talk. Let's, I think the more talking, the better. And you're going to hear a lot of ideas you don't like, but, you know. Yeah, I think he just, I just think that his, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think he meant anything bad by it in any way. I think he just was like, I just don't think he fully understands the scope of it. And yeah. I think that's the problem. So I think, yeah, I, I, I don't think like getting rid of him is the solution. I'm sure as many, even though a lot of people were upset, I don't think like just, completely getting rid of them is the, is the, is what needs to be done. But yeah, I think it just, you open conversation, let people understand. Um, 
I think that'll that'll help a lot because I think even for him, like he's probably gotten so much backlash from it. Um, that has probably been like a very educational for him too. So, what's the best thing somebody can do? Do you think a white person, if you will, a regular person who doesn't really have any power, but like to help the movement? I, I hope it's more than just posting a black square on Instagram or you know you know saying just posting on Twitter. That's like the oh my god dude that's like the worst thing not the worst thing it's just so trivial to me doing that let's actually do something proactive what are the best things somebody can post do? blackout blackout tuesday yeah exactly i, I can't just, i, I, I think, can't hire I think, anybody i think just listen man i think uh, that's a big i think it's the biggest thing uh, black lives matter is sounding like my girlfriend all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> well i guess i think it's safe to say this dude's not going to come on <laughs> hey you, you know what you know it's guys crazy but i think we should do this um, bleep out the name. You got, you, you, you lagged big time. Okay. That whole section lagged. You know, you know, you know what I think we should do? Obviously bleep out the names like payment Benz, but that slice of life that we were just talking about. Hey, what can we talk about? That's going to be so much more engaging than the presentational. Uh, now let's give our opinions. Did we say anything bad about payment Benz besides naming him? We didn't say anything bad. No, that's the stuff he posted publicly online. Yeah, that, that's true. We can keep it. We can keep it. We're big fans of payment Benz, by the way, Johnny's his best friend, but we're all big fans. <laughs> Payment never payment he follows followed. me. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like any of my shit, but he follows me. <laughs> he, he's got you on mute. <laughs> yeah. But okay, cool. Let's keep talking about this and then we'll do an intro and this will be the episode. Well, why don't we just, uh, why don't we, can we make a more of a, more of an official one? As I feel like we were just kind of like riffing right now. I like we, that better. We can, but I, I'm afraid like, because usually when we talk about, let's talk about auditions on the podcast. What we talk about off mic is uh, to me more engaging than the, than the presentational like. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to use that in the last, you know, 15 minutes or whatever. But let's keep talking about it. We're also going to use well, this. Hopefully I didn't say some dumb shit. I'll, I'll make sure I'll go through it. But uh, and I'm, but I'm not going to beep out uh, Payman's name because he posted all that stuff publicly. And everybody's a fan of Payman and he's on the right side of history. It's all good. If anybody um, said any inappropriate shit, it's Aaron. Johnny, you're fine. Um, and we're even going to leave this part in where we're all talking yeah. about should we put it in. This will be a fun No, part. dude. <laughs> yes. no. Wait, what do you think a podcast is, bro? <laughs> I think we should because... This is hey, no reply. Yeah, if, if, if we bleep, if we bleep out anything, it, it should be the name of the guy who didn't show up because you know we don't need to do that. Well, we yeah, say, we don't need to talk about that. We Henry? can just say some guy. Yeah, we won't mention Henry. James Cameron. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> so, so what's don't put so, that in, dude. So, so what's the solution, or what's a? So Johnny said, listen. Okay, so let me let me. I don't know if you can you really even edit this together, dude. This is going to be such a mess for you. Aaron's not cutting anything. It'll be a fade. It'll be a fade in. The title and thumbnail will say it all. I'll watch the whole thing, but I'm not going to like cut out the part about payment. I don't know, man. It's like but all, all this stuff right here we're talking about yeah, is like actually like, I will. This doesn't need to be in it. You know, yeah, I, mean? I think people would be engaged. <laughs> no, no, now we're like now we're like debating whether something <laughs> should be in the podcast. Like that's not. Wait, you know? if you heard if you heard Joe Rogan and Jamie talking about this, you'd be like, you turn it up. You're like, oh, this never happens. Yeah, when you watch um Andrew Schultz's podcast, they're always just shooting the shit about stuff. It's fun. Let's uh, try it. The conversation's not really going anywhere right now. Is not it? anymore. <laughs> so, what do you think is the solution? So I'm talking about presentational. Hey, Johnny, when you say listen. Like I listen and I don't post anything on any social media. Is that good enough? Like I am listening and I am your, empathetic. Your, your silence is compliance. Haven't you, haven't you seen that? 
is that do you is that do you believe that though um well, well i i do but then i also see the other side of it because like i actually had a friend of mine that um is black and was pretty silent during this whole thing and we actually had a conversation about it and it was actually uh i saw her perspective a lot of it too is that like you know in many ways like she said she, she felt like she had to like process things like everything that was happening. Um, and also just take care of herself. You know what I mean? Like, like her physical well being was like, is obviously important. So as much as like she wanted to root for this cause and go for this thing, like she felt like she needed to, to kind of take a step back and like really like sit with herself about how she was feeling through everything. Um, so I think it's really, it really, everybody's different. You know what I mean? Um, but I think it is important that people do talk about it because we don't, we don't really talk about it enough. And it's like one of those issues that isn't just like a race issue. It's about like, it's about, it's a human issue. You know what I mean? Like it's really, that's where it really comes down to. So I think if we can't talk about it, it's kind of like, it kind of sets us back further. I totally agree with the sentiment that we should talk about it even further that white people should like be public sometimes saying this is wrong and should just like show that, Hey, like we should change this. Now I don't necessarily agree with like, you have to, you know, I, I don't like you have to focus on the exact playbook. And if you alter in any way, you can't, you know, it seems like sometimes you can't have an opinion, but I do want to bring up a kind of a hot take. You guys all watched the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. John, you might be, remember this from the nineties. Uh, everybody got a Michael Jordan's case back in the day because he didn't um, come out and support a progressive candidate who was running against basically a, an explicit racist Republican candidate, but explicitly racist versus the progressive. Everybody said, Michael Jordan, you need to support that guy. And then um, Michael Jordan donated to the campaign, but he famously said, and this was in jest with his players and like the bus, but he said, hey, you know, uh, Republicans buy sneakers too. But beyond that, in the documentary, he explained, I've never thought of myself as an activist. And I might be putting some um, words in his mouth here, but this is just my, or he might've said, this is my general take, that he doesn't think of himself as an activist. And if he starts getting all political all of a sudden, that is a, you know, that alienates basically half the country or it has the potential to. What he did, he, you know, he, he, he basically said that I, listen, people, I'm going to lead, I'm going to like be a leader th just through my actions and what I do, because I'm going to have tons of like Republican and or racist fans who just watch me play. And then all of a sudden there maybe their opinions going to be changed on black people just because I'm, you know, doing what I do best, to the highest level I can. And if I would have, you know, got all political all of a sudden, that would have alienated half the people. So I guess my point is, because it's not exactly, you know, necessarily the same thing. My point is that you don't have to always lead through virtue signaling or, you know, posting and stuff. You could just lead through actions and how you live your life. And that could also work too. So basically, Michael Jordan said, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing as if nothing's changed. And that's how I'll lead. Well, he said, I'm going to play basketball the best I can. I mean, I, yeah, I, I get, I get his perspective too, where he, cause I do remember that. I remember that in the documentary. I do remember that. And that was like a, 
I think if anything, that was like a big, big thing for him where he got criticized for a long time for that. Uh, where, you know, you reach a certain platform and so people expect you. Well, they said, think of Michael Jordan, think of how much good you could have done by, by doing this. You would have done so much good. And Michael Jordan's thing was like, I'd never thought of myself as an activist. I think I did good in a lot of other ways by, you know, tons of people from all sides of politics saw me as a black man leading in business and in basketball and just being a personality. And I think that changed minds too. Well, I think it's like, I think what it is also is like, once you've reached a certain level, like people, especially such a global icon, such a huge figure, he's, he's almost like a leader now. Right. So people look to that role model or that platform as sort of someone that they hope to be guided by. Right. Um, but like when he said, I just want to play basketball. I also respect that too, in a way, like, you know, because there was a, I can't remember what actress it was that recently, a lot of people were like asking her to be also very proactive in the movement. Um, and she strongly supported uh, the Black Lives Matter, uh, Lives Matter movement right now as well. But then she also said like, she told her audience too, like, guys, I'm not an activist. There are so many people that dedicate their entire lives to this. Like they're better leaders in this moment than I am. So I would encourage you to like, reach out to those people. Like, it doesn't mean I don't support the movement. I'm all about it too. But like, these are people that like dedicate their whole lives to doing this and they're more involved. Um, but I do agree, like doing posting on social media, like I think that's, it's all fine. You know, like it shows where you stand and hopefully it does create a conversation if anything, but there are a lot of other things you can do um, for the cause and stuff like that, that like I think are, are more important. Well, I mean, like one thing, well, for example, like yesterday, I didn't, it didn't work out. I was going to go, but I was actually just going to go to just hand out water to protesters. Um, Which streets? Uh, I was going to go with a friend. We were talking about going downtown. And uh, also I was trying to, I was thinking of going to help some, uh, some businesses that have been vandalized and just help them clean up. You know what I mean? Um, because, you know, I, I think that, it's small in maybe what I'm doing and stuff, but like, I'm also not a big fan of people having to put everything on social media. Like I kind of like, I kind of hate it when I see people like, Oh, look at me. I just bought like food for this homeless person. Like, check it out. Here I am. Like, I don't like that. You know, I'm like, just do it. You don't have to like tell everybody you did it. You know? Um, I think it's good if you're trying to use it to, promote other people to get to do it like that's cool but like if you're just doing it because like i need a little attention like no bueno well i don't like when people like some certain people like in this particular thing with the black lives matter thing and everything that's been going on now i think it is a good thing like white people and all sorts of people People just showing unity i think it is a good thing everybody showing unity but um you know i don't like i felt like some people i saw some people posting hey my influencer friends, I see you not posting anything. Just know I see you and all this stuff. It's like, hey, you're not posting the exact same thing as me as often as me. Just know I see you. Um, yeah, is, uh, hey, name names, Aaron. Who, which, one, which one of our friends said that? It's not like somebody you guys would know. And there were, I mean, the one person I'm thinking of, but I saw it from a few different people. Um, hey, uh, like what Johnny said, like help, handing out waters, uh, helping with the spray paint, or whatever. I obviously respect that. I respect that girl, the actress that said, hey, I'm not an activist, but, you know, follow these people. These people are more activists than me. 
I think it's very convenient going back to Michael Jordan saying, oh, I'm going to show my uh, support for this by doing the exact same thing that always serves me. It's like, he's like, oh, I'm, it's, very, it's very convenient. It's very self-serving to say like, this is how I'm going to show my support. But it's also, if you don't consider yourself an activist, like why would you have to like post that much? If you're good at b being basketball, and in this case, you happen to be a black man, I, it makes sense. Now, LeBron James is doing it like way better. He's like an activist and stands up for things. Plus he's really good at basketball. Michael Jordan, who isn't into that said, uh, you know, maybe I'm putting some words in his mouth, but he basically said, I can change more people's minds just by being a black guy doing basketball and business the best I can do. Hey, by the Wait. way, uh, hot, real quick hot take if we don't see a huge spike in coronavirus in two weeks it was a hoax for sure <laughs> yeah it's true it's true i mean that's that's part of the reason why i've been like really hesitant to go to the, some of the protests because like i just see so many groups of people like massive groups of people and i think like dude like being in a crowd of like 200 300 people there's so many people are gonna get sick you know if it's real which which two weeks ago was I, very real. <laughs> I think, which I think it is. But um, me personally, like I, I haven't uh, gone down there because I was worried about that. And I was going back home. My, my parents are old. The last thing I want to do is like get my grandma sick or like, I don't care sure. if I get sick. I'll, I'm sure I'll be fine. But uh, for my family, dude, I want to see my family. So that's why I have, I've been really hesitant to like, you know, get on board with that. But I've been trying to like figure out other ways I can be involved without actually physically going there like donating buying stuff from like uh black owned shops and things like that um i've been doing things like that johnny uh, bought a do-rag ladies and gentlemen <laughs> okay <laughs> um, uh, hey to okay. uh switch to uh change subjects a little bit more towards at los angeles and hollywood johnny you had to tell your manager that you're going a different direction how'd that go <laughs> well uh sh it was uh, actually interesting. The whole thing was uh, I sent her an email. Uh, she then called me, and obviously, uh, that was we your, your, you were like, you were like, let's just do it over email. But she gave you the call. I tried. Uh, <laughs> we went back. We went kind of. We played phone tag a little bit, and eventually we got in touch with each other. Um, we talked for a long time, and she she kind of was just like felt like it came out of nowhere. It was a surprise, which it, in a sense it was because I. I never told her anything like, Hey, I'm not happy or anything like that. 2020, kind of, 2020 bitch. Right. Everything's <laughs> a surprise. I kind of did it like a bandaid, man. Just like quickly, Hey, I'm on now I'm off. Um, but she still wanted to keep me. So she was basically saying like, Hey, if you change your mind right now, like I think we could still work things out or let's say if you do decide to go somewhere else, she was actually very supportive. She said like, I'll still support your career. Um, and if down the road, like if something doesn't work out, if you decide to go to another manager, um, then, uh, we can always revisit representation if I don't have somebody that fits your category, basically. Um, so it was actually, actually went pretty well. Uh, but on the good news, my agent actually left her agency. Did you guys? Salt? Salt? No, I was with Littman Talent. Littman. But she actually, she actually moved to, I don't, do you guys know AEFH? I don't think so. So they're like a huge agency in town. Um, Whoa. And now so you're she, with them. Well, so what happened is she, she knows the owner of that agency and he actually opened a sort of a subsidiary 
theatrical agency from that one. Like he's now running both. Why? I'm not sure exactly. I don't really know, to be honest with you. Um, but he has like another one called Pinnacle. That's like their own subsidiary of it. And uh, she, I guess she's now with them. I don't know if she's running it with him. It felt like it kind of, she kind of was, but I don't really know. So she kind of brought me along and she was like telling me like, this is going to be like really big for a lot of people because that agency represents like Danny Trejo. Um, they have a lot of, uh, a lot of like B list talent, some A listers, like they have a good mix of like well-known actors. And you're definitely with them, correct? Now. Yeah. She already, she already moved over. Yeah. It's already, they've already transitioned everything over, but that all happened like at the same time. Dude, so you didn't, you know, you weren't, you didn't even get along that as well with the head of the other agency. You got along with your person. So this is great. Like that only benefits you. No. Yeah, dude, it's great. I mean, that's why when, when she, cause she didn't know that I was like planning on leaving my manager. And then she called me because she called my manager called her. Ugh. And that was like, she's like, why didn't you tell me like you were unhappy or what's going on? She's like, are you leaving me too? And I was like, no, no, like I just, uh, it's just something that I've kind of felt and I just needed to do it. So I can't believe your agent would say, are you leaving me too? Like what the hell was your manager telling her? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I've been with her for a long time, man. It's probably been, it's probably, well, not like a long time. We, it's we probably once, been like four or five years. We no, once, probably, it's been more than five years. Actually. We, a year or two ago, probably two years ago, we emailed our agent after we'd already like parted ways with our manager and we said, Hey, just so you know, you know, don't include her in the emails anymore. Cause we're no longer with her. And our agent just said, okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, so to, uh, good. You still with us, Johnny? Yeah, I'm still, it's just, I was, I was talking. Okay, cool. She texted um, me. In terms of like, Oh, the manager saying, Oh, this came out of nowhere in my mind. If you were to bring that up, I feel I would do the same thing as you. If you were to bring it up a month before saying, hey, I'm not really happy, it's not like she'd be like, oh, well, let me start getting you auditions. It's just like she'd make you feel better. But what would fundamentally change? Because she's, you know, she, it's not like she's not trying. Yeah. And I don't know if, I don't know how, what position you guys are in, but like, you know, one of the reasons, or she asked me, like, was something, did, you, did I not like something? And like, I, I, was, I was, I felt like I was pretty honest with her about stuff in terms of me saying like, look, it's nothing that you, that you did. Like, actually, I think you're like a good person. And it was, not you, it's me. It, it was cool and everything. I just felt like also I wasn't getting a lot of auditions. Uh, other friends that I talked to, especially like this, like last pilot season, Although I've, I know, I feel like I've never really had an actual pilot season. I don't know if you guys have had one. I feel I relate. I, I yeah, I've, I've had never had one. I've never had. Yeah, I've gone on aud- I've gone on auditions for pilots, but I you know it's not really like a pilot season. But with the, some of the friends I talked to, especially at the beginning of this year, I remember like at least one or two friends I talked to. They were like, "Oh my god, I can't breathe!" Like it's like three or four auditions a day. Read the room like, with that comment, Johnny. For like for like huge projects, like leads and new shows and then i remember one friend was like i had to literally tell my agents like stop sending me so many because i i didn't have enough time to prepare for each one so everyone was kind of half-assed so i was like damn like you're getting like you know five ten auditions a week for like legitimate pilots and i was like i can't even get like one a month you know what i mean i think so, it was 
Janube that said no she was yeah she was one of the ones that was talking about that and I was like uh and then but then I also recognized like look she's young you know she's young uh a young pretty girl good god that's all she is to you young hot girl no she's that's not all she is to me she was pretty hot though She's young. She's I hot. She's a lesbian. She's got the trifecta. Why does it matter that she's a lesbian? A person of color, a Latina. Joke. Actually, I talked. I, I talked to her. I just talked to her this last weekend because we're in that group together. But anyway, uh, no, the noob is awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. She's the best. Um, but yeah, so she, she's she's been busy with stuff, and it's like I kind of felt like it's obviously an age thing. Like I'm a lot, a lot older, and so there's not going to be as many opportunities because like right now, dude. They like, especially during this whole manager hunt, I've noticed that if you're young, super attractive, like top managers will sign you right away. Like you're like 20, 21, super good looking. You could have you zero, can- zero credits and they'll be like, oh yeah, well, uh, Luber Rockland will sign you. Like, no problem. Like they don't care because they're just banging on the fact that like, hopefully this person will audition for series, 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 and just get one. That's all they need, right? Well, and they so, can play under 18. I don't know. Right. And that's kind of what's in right now. So. I feel you. Like that's always been in. Especially yeah. if they're like biracial, because like biracial is a big thing right now. Or like mixed. It's. Or ambiguous or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's just like. But not European mixed like I am. That's the same thing as white, dude. Um, <laughs> hey, you, you guys know why white power sounds so stupid? Like, why is it that black power is not stupid, but white power is stupid? Or not power, pride. Why is it black pride sounds smart, but like white pride sounds dumb? Now, you might think, oh, because white people have positions of power, but I, that's not the case. Uh, I mean, that might be part of it, but it's because, you know, white people don't have white pride because they're proud of being uh, Hispanic or like... Uh, from Mexico or Guatemala or Italian or Spain or Irish. They have like different nationalities. Black people, since they all came over here on the ship and everything, they don't know if they're from certain parts of Africa because they don't, unfortunately, they don't have that like knowledge of their history. And so they obviously have to unify as, you know, black people. But that's why, that's part of the reason why it sounds so dumb when somebody says, hey, why can't white people be proud? Because that's dumb because you're proud to be, you know, Irish or whatever. But you say that all the time though. What? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um hey let's sure. wrap this up and do the intro for this episode this was the episode oh man <laughs> this is what they do on joe rogan johnny why come no on. i know no no i'm fine with these conversations i think these are good it just felt like i felt like it wasn't even trying on this podcast i was just kind of like whatever i thought we, uh, i think well, it's just a slice of life at the times people are gonna this is gonna be history when people look back at on this you know years to come well let's spend the last few minutes talking about podcasts go in the in the next six months like we're obviously still going to be on zoom maybe six months from now we won't okay in the next three months johnny wants to stay on zoom forever do you i kind of like it well i like i like (laughs) i don't have to leave my house it's it's kind of nice dude i like because we can all get like face shots which we don't have the uh, media production to do this good enough when we're filming in one location it'd be awesome if we could but this is a way to get like everybody having like you know, face shots, which is obviously better. A negative is we don't actually get to shake hands with some of the people we're beating. Um, but I do like the fact that we all get face shots. Can I make a podcast recommendation, by the way? I don't know if you guys have heard of it. 
the A24 podcast. From the production company? From the production company. They have their own podcast. Dude, there's a there's a really great one in there with Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah. It's like they don't have a host. It's they just put like two actors together or two filmmakers and just let them talk. That's cool. Is that a recent one or is that from Super Bad Days? No, this one came out, I think, in, I think it came out like a year ago or something. So, because Jonah Hill directed and produced his one independent feature. Yeah, it, it, it was when he did mid-90s. It was around the time mid-90s came out. So, it's, it's fairly recent. But they talk about how, like, they're best friends. And they had, like, a lot of good stories about, like, touring during Super Bad. Um, well, I remember it's really I, funny. I've, I've heard one of their stories. It's like, because that was the first thing they ever did, basically, the first big thing. And Jonah Hill's like, I'm pretty sure the extras on set all thought this was going to be a straight to DVD release because they thought everybody was just dumb. But then, like, the movie comes out for the first time ever. Everybody wants to talk with them. Ladies love them. They're the hottest thing ever. And then they, like, have to travel over to, like, Europe where the movie's not out. Did they tell right. that story? They, they were talking about, yeah, they were talking about how they were in Italy and, like, the posters for Italy for the movie were, like, had nothing to do with what the movie was about. <laughs> and they had, he said that, like, they dubbed, you know, they dubbed the the words in Italian, right? So they use obviously local Italian actors to dub their voices. And they said that the person that dubbed Emma Stone's voice was like a famous Italian actress. And she was so well known and they were worried that the movie would not be received over there because there's a bunch, there's a bunch of unknowns that they actually put the Italian woman's face on the poster over Emma Stone's body. And he was just like, what? Like that's Emma Stone. Like why? I thought that was pretty funny, dude. Hey, Emma Stone wasn't a name back then. I mean, yeah, none of them were. It's true. But, uh, Michael Sarah was the biggest name. Yeah, Arrested Development. But he still wasn't, like, huge in terms of, like, I feel like that movie really... Yeah, for sure. Well, it really, like, put Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill on the map, kind of. Anyway, hey, let's wrap wanna, this up into the intro. Yeah, I want to, guys, thank the audience. If you're still listening, we would appreciate a good review on iTunes. It would really help us grow the podcast you can a, grow a with us a sentence or two you know these guys are great five stars that's all you have to do and that's that's a big way to contribute to a modern day civil rights cause because johnny's a person of color if uh if you guys are still listening to this podcast i feel sorry for you oh uh, come on oh uh, uh, uh. all right have a great uh, night everybody uh later all right let's do the intro all right guys welcome back to surviving hollywood podcast. Oh my goodness.